Yo, 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 it's your boy DT on DT's Unfiltered, Uncensored, on the Block 105 Radio, Apple Podcast, Spotify, iHeart Radio, or anywhere you can hear podcast shows, you can hear my show. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I have a great show for you today. I have someone I've been following for the last few years, and I've known about her for quite a few years. And when I say I'm excited about having this lovely, beautiful, exciting woman on the show, I'm excited about it. I mean, she has a background like no other. She started out young and she's been in the business for 20 plus years. She has worked with some of the top mega talents in the world we could go from the queen herself janet jackson jennifer lopez john legend Nicki minaj duran duran and vogue rihanna sierra justin timberlake just to name a few she's one of the hardest working undiscovered stars in the business and to me she's a star of her own i want to welcome to the show the beautiful the lovely soulful songstress Erin Stevens welcome to the show hey DC hey Erin I'm happy thanks for having me I'm glad you were able to do the show I mean I've been I've been excited about this because I've been following you for years and I'm part of the Aaron Stevens soldier, so I'm part of that clique yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah, you know I remember all the lives you was on, and I was on it and stuff like that. Yep. And it was yep. and, and one thing I can say I really respect about you is you made everybody on your life feel special. You actually made you gave everybody attention. You read their messages and you talked to them, and I respect that. So uh, I, well, because it matters. I mean, like, like I guess for me, somebody like me, it, it matters. I'm kind of. People wouldn't know if it was somebody else running my stuff because everybody knows I'm just, even in person, I'm way too personable of a person. So, now I appreciate that because me knowing who's listening and watching and paying attention to me matters to me. Right, right. And that's a good thing because those are going to be the fans with you who build you up, who listen to your music, give your streams, and come to your events and then your oh, concerts sure. and everything. And if you nasty to people, then nobody really want to deal with you on that level. But that's nobody trying to come see you. No, and that's one thing I can't say. I would not, I cannot say. I would say from the day one when I started following you, you were, you was a a plus. I mean, it was no diva like attitude. And I respect that. So that's cool. So I got a question for you. So give her tell all my listeners a little bit about your background. How you where you started from? Well, born and raised in Houston, Texas. Yes, I'm gonna try try to get a short version because I know we got some talking to do and uh Okay. And I'm excited about our conversation. So born and raised in Houston, Texas, uh singing wise. Yeah, I'm gonna say professionally. Started out when I was maybe eight. Or nine somewhere up in there. Okay. Um, with Girls Tie, which was a version which later became Destiny's Child. Um, yeah, could have been a part of Destiny's Child, but I ended up leaving. Um, because I wanted to, that was totally my choice. Went to college, left college, and we started selling sparklers water. And I was like, mm mm remember the movie Boomerang? The movie yeah. Boomerang made me want to go to school for marketing because I wanted to go to those types of fancy events and plus I'm a really I'm the thing about marketing that I always loved was 
what makes people do things, what triggers people, like why use the color green for a sign to make it say go and people go and they just know what it means. Like little things like that. Anywho, so, but I got this job selling sparklets water and I was like, I don't, well, before I, I accepted the job, I was like, please don't let this job be door to door. It was door to door. And I literally did it for like three months, became like number in the top 10, top 20, I can't remember, but no more than 20 in the country. And then I quit. And I, I did it just to prove a point, just to tell myself I could do it. And ever since then, I've been singing. Uh, started my back, of course, singing around the city of Houston, any place I could possibly sing. Um, divorce parties, bar mitzvahs, weddings, <laughs> you name it. I don't know, because we feel like party in the backyard, call me. And then I later started, and then I, uh, of course, started swinging as a background singer, which is nothing I set out to do. Right. But I've always loved singing in groups and organizing harmonies and recording harmonies and working with other people. So it, I love doing the whole background thing. And then, of course, that allotted so many doors to open for me. Nothing short of a blessing. Um, and nothing short of a sacrifice to even make some of that stuff happen. Right. But then I decided not to give up on myself. And in 2017, I put out my first album. And I'm still putting out music to this day. And I lost, of course, three years along the way. Good old COVID. Yeah. But I'm, I'm in the game, Coach, for a full throttle. Hey, that's what you got to do. Keep on moving. Keep on pushing and stuff like that, which yeah. I respect. So yeah. what what made you figure, I mean, how long did, when did you know that music was your, what you want to do? When did you realize that? At what age? I'm going to give you a, one, that they say most people know what they're supposed to do literally when they're born or like, you know, five years old. And for me, it, the world just takes that idea or that true natural thing the world paints it or people around you that you will never achieve that you know how that goes so you settle for something but for me i was maybe five years old at a family reunion in louisiana and uh we were eating crawfish and i remember this like it was yesterday we were, they were, we were eating crawfish from the creek playing dominoes and spades and my uncles and stuff were drinking and fighting and cursing uh, on the other side everybody was dancing and singing it was like family and i had this one uncle his name is uncle woodrow he's in heaven now but he was a military vet and he had the worst feet ever on the planet from being in the war and i was a clown i still am but i was dancing around and jumping around and he was like, girl, if you don't be still, I'm going to put my feet on you. And that terrified me because people with me, but don't put them feet on me. And so I literally started singing Whitney Houston's The Greatest Love of All. And everything, everything, every single last thing, the fighting stopped, the cursing stopped, people stopped eating food, people put their drinks down, people stopped talking, people stopped dancing. And they came onto my grandmother's porch to listen to me sing. The same uncle took off his hat and he passed it around to my family started putting money in a hat. I didn't understand money or monetary value, you know. I gave the money to my mama. I got some candy and I gave the money to my mama. And I was happy. But the one thing I do know is that even at that age, I saw um, my ability or the ability to affect change. And I knew at that very moment that I was going to be singing or doing something with this voice. What that looked like, I did not know that then. But I knew it was going to be something with my voice. And then I knew again, because you always try to run away from it. Uh, my late 
you know, my mid to late twenties, I used to work for NASA. Okay. And uh, I just felt like I was on this repetitive groundhog day. But I loved my coworkers. I loved my job. I was making amazing money, but I still was feeling like I wasn't fulfilling what I was put here to do. Like something was missing, and that was purpose. And I walked in and I told my boss to fire me. He fired me unwillingly, but he, I gave him a CD. And I said, if you don't think I got something, I'll be here tomorrow. He fired, laid me off so I could still get a check. Thank you, Bill. And, <laughs> and the next day, I got a call from Janet. With, uh, not from her, but from her team to go on tour with her again. And I was like, yep, because I ain't got no job. And I have not looked back since. Wow, wow. Because every time I tried to look back, and I'm not, this, no joke, every time I tried to get a job, because I want the stability. Oh, I need a steady a paycheck. I need to know what I'm making per month. Uh, I'm tired of waiting for the phone to ring. You know how that goes. Right. And every time I get a job, and as soon as I get the job, a phone would ring, or I'd get an email or a text message saying, you need to leave tomorrow, or something like that. And you know what I choose? Music every single time. And I haven't had to look back. Not one time. Wow. Okay. That's a that's a journey right there, is it on? So real quick, we go quick kick it to your first song. Um, tell us a little bit about Juicy. Juicy. <laughs> well, Juicy is one of my personal favorites. It was the last song that I put on my album because I felt like my album was missing something, and and there was that one empowerment song that if you wanted to know who I was, it's gonna tell you who I am. And I wrote that song, Juicy, because transferring from the background singer to being the artist, which is what I wanted to be in the first place, it took a little bit of falling in love with myself because the, the front of the stage is a scary and commanding place to be. And if you're not even commanding yourself, you'll find yourself not knowing who you are, giving anything to, to, to the people out there watching you, and y'all will be just as confused as I am. And also, the industry would try to tell me no, you're too fat. Uh, you're too skinny. I lose weight. I became too skinny. You're too dark skinned. You're too happy of a person. Sexy it up. Uh, to turn sexy, I hated it because I was trying to be sexy. And it was just terrible. And so I wrote about it because the moment that I decided to pile a little bit all of my juicy, no matter what that looked like or felt like, that's when things started happening for me. Right. And so I wrote about it. I decided to be my yes. And um, there you go. And that's why I tell people, when you listen to Juicy, I hope they're listening to the words because that beat is like on 10 and it's jumping, it's funky. <laughs> but the lyrics are real and they're my truth. And I hope that they inspire other people to fall in love with their Juicy. And that's why I say, don't judge my Juicy. I really don't care. Don't judge my Juicy. You know, I love all of my Juicy, so. Yeah, please, please, please. Uh, all right, here we go. Juicy okay. by Aaron Steve. make him dance. So let's do it.
DT's on filter and uncensored, and I still got my girl on the line with me right now, Aaron Stevens, and we just now listened to her hit song "Juicy." That was a yeah. uh, that was a tough. Song. I love that song. Me too. Great, great. If it wasn't my song, I'd be jamming it second too. <laughs> Motivating music. Yeah, that that I love the beat and the vibe to that. It just makes you if you're in a bad mood, it makes you happy. It it can't. It yes, makes you smile. That's what most people say, and they uh, a lot of people have told me that they like to work out to that song. Oh yeah, that can get you going. Like I when think... they're in the gym exercising. No lie, I'm not lying to you. When I heard it back in the day when I was at the gym, I used to listen to that. The gym, I go a lot of you. <laughs> Cause I listen to upbeat songs. Cause I li- when I remember I first when you first played it, and I, I would listen watch you on live. I said okay, I like that. And I I'm I'm not gonna lie. I think I had it on repeat. For a Good. long period Let it of time. Good. Let into you. And I love that. I love that. Cause I also when I somebody I rock with, I support them. No matter I'm not one I'm one of those guys that just because it's a female, tell me like, oh, you can't listen to female music. No, because so that means females can't listen to male music. Oh, they can, but men can't right. I, I hate when I hate that stereotype. I don't believe in that stereotype. Cause as yeah, you know, I'm either. a huge fan of Janet. So I don't listen to everything in the Janet and stuff like that. So I don't believe in that you right. can't listen to this and stuff like that. That's that, that BS for me. Um, they're lying. They, they're front for the homies. They know what they do when they buy themselves. Right, exactly. Especially when Mariah Carey <laughs> playing, they trying to hit that high note and stuff like that. Uh huh. <laughs> so you my next question know. for you: If it was not for music, where would you be now? Uh, well, you know, if it wasn't for music, I got uh, two answers. 
But one is what I really wanted to do, but my mom would tell me I shouldn't do it, and she was absolutely correct. I really love animals. Like, I'm this crazy psycho person that wants to hug a big bear. I just want to give a bear a hug that's alive and real. Um, I'm that person. But even with dogs, I would cry too much if I saw them dead. And my mom was like, I don't think this veterinarian thing is going to be with the direction you need to go in. So that is for sure a no. But I love animals. I would have really tried hard to be a vet. Um, or either they're back at NASA, which I tried to give a go. Uh, I was a communication specialist, so I'd definitely be somewhere in the communication field. Um, preferably be doing marketing and advertising for for someone or some or, or, or company. Okay, okay. So um, this is a good one. I, I think we already told you off a little off air. I wanted you to ask the question. If you had to sacrifice one skill, what would you least like let? What would you let go? What would be that one skill and why? If you had to sacrifice one. Ooh. Hmm. Well, I hope I answer this the way that you're asking it. Uh, let me know if I don't. The one skill that I wish I could let go of, kinda, <laughs> is talking so much. Because I'm one of those people, I want you to know every detail, every color, every nook and cranny where I made a left turn and a right turn. And like even in this interview, there's so much information that I love to share with people that I I never want to leave anything out. And I find myself talking and talking and talking and talking. Like so for this interview, because I know you got questions and I really want to answer, I'm really gonna try my hardest to keep my answers short. So that would be the one skill. I know people say it helps them, but I know I can get a lot more in if I just figured out how to condense everything that my heart and brain wants to tell everybody. And I could, I could concur with you on that because I'm the same way. I could talk to a stranger inside the grocery store. and uh, We could be standing in line. I'm, I'm one of those people. I could I could actually have a conversation and talk with you. I could also pick up the vibe that you don't want to talk and I won't talk to you then. I'll just keep quiet. But I'm one of those people. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've always been an introvert. I could talk to everybody and I could be mm-hmm. friends with anybody but I'm one of those types. Once you burn me, then it's... it's, it's yeah, yeah, I know for sure. I'm just the exact same way. Like, I mean, I know who to and who not to. And then sometimes I don't even feel like being bothered. It's, I think that's the Gemini in me, though, where I, I have, I'm an extreme extrovert and an extreme introvert. I have, like, my birthday was just yesterday. And all I really wanted to do was sit on my couch, put my phone in the back room and have me a drink and watch food. I mean, watch movie and, movies and eat. I didn't want to be bothered with nobody. I didn't want to party. I didn't want to do nothing. So I think that's a Gemini me too. I have my moments, but trying to give me a good conversation or a stranger, somebody with something that got something to say, I'm good to go. Right, right. And once again, happy birthday. I know I already told you once before, but happy birthday. You did tell me happy birthday, BT. Okay. So my next question for you is, um, how would you describe your style of music? Um, interesting. Like a gumbo. I I don't necessarily think there's this one box that or category category that my music fits into and that it will continue to fit into. I've always loved artists like um, Janet Jackson, uh, Tina Turner, Michael Jackson, um, Jamil Pa, Sade. Uh, they're all different genres, but you would 
there's a time and in some stations you will hear all of their music being played on the same station and they're all supposed to have different genres. Why? Because it's about the music, not necessarily saying I'm an R&B soul artist and that's all and, and those are the only stations you're going to be able to play me on. No, I want my music to appeal to everybody. So you have a little bit of jazz, you get a little bit of smooth soul. You de- you're definitely going to get my soul. And I can't, can't get rid of my funk because I'm a funky girl and R&B all day in my blood. And some blues here and there, too, especially if you catch me live. We're going to talk. Um, I'm, I'm going to sing my blues to you. You know, it's going to come out. So I'm, I like to consider myself a gumbo. Um, yeah, but it, it tastes so good once you put it all together. That's what I like to say. Okay, okay. I, I like that. I like that. I like I like different styles because you, yeah. you can't just listen. When you listen to all your music, it's not just one. Like I'm gonna no. tell you one thing. I, I'm gonna tell you that I kind of got annoyed by lately. People ripping Drake on his new album. I love his new album oh, because it's different. You know what? I do too. It's different. It's not. See, people want Drake to come out and rapping and stuff like that. But Drake want to say, "Hey, I'm gonna show you, y'all. I can rap, but also I can do this." And it's and I love it. Yeah, some versatility. Yeah. But look, I mean, the thing about it though is, and, and look what it did though. In spite of what, what those people tried to say, look what Drake's album did. Here you go. You got people are trailblazers and trendsetters for a reason. Those who don't follow the trend. Beyonce just came out with hers. It sounds like nothing that's out right now. And what do people consider her? A trailblazer. Right. Exactly. So, period. That's why I've been telling people, man, do you. Whatever that is, and I'm not even just talking about music, whatever you're doing in life, whatever your style of, whatever it is that you do, do you. Right, right. So, I want you to kick it to your other song. It's 10 Virtual. Am I pronouncing Uh-oh. it correct? Virtual? Is that, I'm pronouncing it correct? It's uh, Virtuous, yeah. Virtuous, It's number virtuous. 10 on the album. That's oh, it's number 10. Okay, it, it showed, okay, my bad. I apologize. Yeah, now you time. good. That's just labeled as that, but it's uh, called Virtuous. Virtuous. Tell us about this. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, well, DT, I'll try to keep this one short because this could be a whole conversation by itself, too. <laughs> I was born and bred in the church, Southern Baptist Houston, Texas. You know how that goes. And what I read about, I mean, not read, you said that I said the wrong word, you know, growing up in church, you, they'd have you thinking that this virtuous woman is someone who's very meek, uh, very shy, very humble. Um, And I don't mean by, in a good way, humble. I mean, like, you know, you wear moo-moos all the way down to your ankles. You're not very vocal and, and not even very strong even. You're a strong person, but like I said, very meek and timid. So, yeah, submissive and, you know, all the wrong, the opposite of what all those words really mean. So as I became an adult and when I wrote that song, you know, just going back to reading, because I like to have a message in everything that I sing, I was like, you know, this is what I'm reading for myself. And what I was taught and the imagery that was given to me of a virtuous woman, it's not the same. I was like, a virtuous woman is a bad chick. <laughs> like, the Bible talks about this virtuous woman, like, she took care of her body. She was healthy. She, you know, cleaned herself up when she came out. She loved everybody. She took care of home, but don't you mess with her. Cause she'll come for you. Like, they described a virtuous woman like she was a bad chick. So I wrote about it. And the way that I like to write, 
you have to listen to the words in order to understand what I'm really talking about. Um, and even it even talks about her and her husband, how she rides for her husband. You know, I'm gonna love everybody, but my husband's the only one that can get it. You know, that's what that's and that's me, of course, paraphrasing the interpretation right. of what the Bible was talking about. So um my words sound like it's very seductive. However, I am really quoting nothing but scripture in a uh, what is the word? It's secular form, but it's okay. nothing but scripture. And that's why I wrote Virtuous Woman. All right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen, virtuous. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a 
Aaron Stevenson. That was amazing. I love that track right there. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. It and it sounds sensual too. It sounds I real sexy. Yep, but you gotta go back and listen to the words. Oh no, no, I heard and... the words, but the beat is like kind of get you kind. So you, Aaron, you have women still. You have women still can't break into that song. <laughs> you still have women. <laughs> they gonna be like, oh, they be like, oh, They're like, baby, I'm gonna play this oh, for you. Oh, virtuous. <laughs> it's a Bible. Like, maybe slow these hips down to this Bible song because she can totally put this route. No. <laughs> oh, go, go. That's not wrote it like that. So people would pay attention to it. Okay. Oh. So um, my next question for you is, um, how do you put words to paper? What's your creative process like? Good question. So, um, for one, I never write without praying or asking you know, what what does you want me to say or what should I say? What's the message? What should, should this feel like? What should it convey? I never write anything without without praying first. Um, aside from that, it, I, I'm twofold. Sometimes it comes to me where the music will tell me what it wants me to do to it. And that's normal. If I have a track, I just listen to the music and see what it's telling me, what it's calling me to do. And if I'm and then there are other times where melodies just, I mean, like they come to me in dreams. Uh, I do my, me- I, more so when I'm driving and I'm, when I'm quiet, certain things that just hit me. Or even I could be in a random conversation with somebody and they'll say something that's like, ooh, wait a minute. And then it'll just come. Um, and then I, I, my phone is like stacked with voice memos for melodies. And I don't know, they just kind of come to me, brother. But, more more often than not, I do what the music is telling me to do. But whatever that thing is, I don't pray. I don't write without praying first. Okay. So, um, what would you say your favorite project or song so far that you written or recorded? That's a tough question. Um. Oh man. Some of the jeez. Uh, well, Juicy's for certain one of my ultimate favorites. Um, there's songs that are about to come out that are some of my favorites. Uh, I'm in love. I fell in love with everything to me, which is my latest single. I know you'll get to that, but mm. I fell in love with that song. Love the video, by the way. It's hard, yeah, it's hard for me to answer that question because everything that I write is from an honest place. And, you know, it's like having your baby. Oh, my baby, my baby, my baby. Right. But it's tough. I don't know. But for sure, everything to me and Juice would be two of my top two favorites. Okay. So, um, and some songs that haven't come out yet. Okay. That you will hear. I'm looking forward to hearing it. Definitely going to play yeah. it on my own show. Um, when it comes to performing, what's your style? Free. You know, I used to. I used to do all that choreography and stuff because I used to dance. I used to, you know, I used to teach dance. Uh, so I used to do all of that stuff, but I got to a point where I just, and I think this is a result of me being the background singer where everything was always choreographed for us and I'm having to do the same thing every night. Or well, when I'm on stage, I just want to be free. I want to do whatever my body wants to do, wherever it wants to go and move free. Free and fun and funky and loose. 
None of it, nothing that I do is. And even we have our songs, we have certain things that we know that we're going to do. But I'd be like, man, play. Because I trust them. I trust their gifts. I trust their talents. They know what I like. They know what I don't like. Other than that, have a ball and release whatever's in you. So my shows are normally super fun and energetic. Okay. So I know you may, you, this could be probably a good question for you because I know you've been all over the world and you perform background, you open up for artists. If you could perform anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? Well, for myself, because the place I'm going to name, I've performed at a many a times. But man, if I could do this for myself, it would be amazing. And that's the O2 Arena. I, if, if that were to happen, yes. In Let London, right? Now that's next level. In London. Yes, sir. Yes, I and I had a, I had one. I had. You said what? I said, but it's Aaron Stevenson because I've played that arena about six, seven times. Okay. But I have never done it as myself. And that's my, I told I had an artist I had one of my own artists back in the, um, a couple of weeks ago probably like a month or so ago uh-huh. and I asked them the question and most of them were like well you know I, I want to perform in Miami or somewhere like that because they they rappers and stuff like that so I'm like I said oh, if okay. I was an artist that's why I said Honey. I want to perform at in London O2 Arena I said that because I said if yeah. you you perform there and you sell out there you made it you know you made it heck yeah. yeah. That's like the, your stamp. And see, they didn't know nothing about. They didn't know that. They said they didn't even know. They said, "What's that? Where is it?" I said, "See, that's what I said. Y'all need to, y'all young, y'all independent. I know they just got. You got to look at. I mean, Miami. Yeah, that's great, cool. But look at look at the bigger picture. Look where the biggest crowd yeah. is be at and stuff like that. It's okay. But, I got to look that up. So you got to go look it up. But you know, that's a testament to the mindset of music right now too. Like everything is so. Um, small-minded they're just chasing a hit and and that's it right and and nothing more nothing not a career but chasing a hit o2 arena is a career yes a hit song exactly you know so aaron i want you to kick it to your next song it called don't touch tell me a little bit about this (laughs) another story Uh so when i First moved out here to California from Houston. I am, I'm, I'm naturally a nice, fun-loving, happy-go-lucky person. I'm naturally that person, right? So when I moved out here to California, it was a little bit different for me because the people, and I'm gonna clarify something because I tend to say this at my shows and I don't get to say this next part often, but I'm gonna clarify what I'm about to say. But I came to find that everybody out here was like had an agenda or. If you were a nice person, it's like, oh, she must want something. Guys thought I was easy just because I smile. What the hell? If I smiled and said hello back, that means that I'm easy or you're going to get it. Especially if they found out I was from Texas. So that meant that I was gullible because I was from the South. And then if I ask somebody, can I help you with anything? How your day going? Oh, she's sneaky. She must want something. So I wrote Don't Touch. Because uh, more so from the guy's perspective, in, in the aspect of, I know I'm loads of fun, but I don't do hit and run. You know, like, I know you want to touch me, but don't rush me. 
So I can see you looking, but you better not grab it. Yeah, you a kitty, but you cannot have it. I'm not those ugly chicks. I'm not average. Like, okay. So, anywho, that's why I wrote don't touch. Now, on the, let me clarify this one thing for everybody, because I also came to find after living out here for a while, the natives of California, which are very few, far in between, are cool as all outdoors. It's the people that, like me, who migrate here, who feel like they have to be Hollywood or be something to be more than what they really are. Right. So I, that's a lesson learned. Native Californians are mad cool. It's the others who move out here that want to appear to be something that they're not. Right. But that's why I wrote Don't Touch. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here's Don't Touch. Yeah, tell them who I'm Aaron. And tell them who you be. Jane. <laughs> Let's go. Strobe lights got me feeling alright. I'm dancing with the shadows on the wall. Your silhouette starting to call me. Your eyes are telling me what you wanna do. And all of your secrets in the I'm a dom and I'm rated number one. Can I just dance with the 
know you wanna touch me I can see it in your eyes, don't rush me If you think that you gon' get it, you were never gonna get it I'm a different type of broad, I will never I let you hit it, no touch me, Here's your host, DT. Yo, it's your boy, DT, back on DT's on on Sensor on the Block 105 Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere you can hear podcast shows, you can hear my show. I still have the lovely, beautiful Aaron Stevens on the show with me right now, and you just now f- finished listening to Don't Touch. Okay, yeah. I, I I hear that. Yeah, I I I got the vibe from that, and I like the uh, message behind that song. That's something yep. most women need to play for men. Yep. Period. Yes. Because Again, make you dance, but listen to what I'm saying. But I'm gonna make you dance. Right. Exactly. So the uh-huh. mo- so um we got a little we got like a little under twenty minutes left for the show, but we are gonna have an after okay. show with some questions. So I'm gonna get, I'm gonna try to get these questions out pretty quick. Um, and I'm gonna answer them quick. I'm ready. Let's okay. Go. Um. So, what makes you different from other artists of your statue or your style of music? Uh, well, these days, I think it's literally one my tone because I don't sound like anybody. Aaron. Aaron, hello. Um, but aside from okay. that, you had went me? out. You had went out for a second. The oh, last okay. thing we heard say your tone. You don't sound. Then it went out. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was just saying I'll never be Patty Bell or Whitney. You know, people that I love. But um, I think it's my tone and my music doesn't sound like anything else that's being played either. Someone else has this melody that everybody's sticking to. Um, for me, I just really, I, I don't really try to follow the trend. I really just want to do the right melodies that come on my heart. So my my melodies, I would say too, are kind of reminiscent of OG R&B, 80s R&B, 90s R&B, should we say, but, uh, but, but with a current sound, if I could say. But I'm not trying to break it. I mean, start a new trend or nothing like that. I'm just trying to do me, get in where I fit in doing me. Okay, so um, who are your biggest musical influence, and would you say you are anything like them? Whitney Houston, uh, Love Sade. I'd be lying if I said if I didn't say Janet Jackson. The love of my life, Michael Jackson, my 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 my, my baby daddy, yeah, Michael. Oh, adore. Um, in Luther Vandross, for sure. Um. Patty LaBelle, for sure. Immediately thinking, I would say those people. Okay. And Jamiroquai. There's a guy named Jamiroquai out of the UK. Oh, yeah. We, I know him. Love his music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great artist. Love. Who is your dream collaboration? 
My dream cut. Oh, he's gone. Michael Jackson. Okay, okay, Michael. Now, Man, who, I wish. Someone who's alive, who would you say? If you could collaborate, <laughs> and you go in the studio with this one person and make a song with them, who would, who would you choose? You know what? I would have had a different answer for you, but my new answer is Lucky Day. Okay. I love him. I think he, I think he's the new next. Like, just a same. I like his style, everything. I like him. I love his voice. He's great. Okay, so um, real quick, we're going to kick it to another song real quick. Uh, I want to make sure I get everything played on the show because okay. I want everybody to hear it. Um, So real Thank quick, I want to kick it to, let's go to Take You Away. Tell everybody yeah. about this song. Is this a, a G-rated show or a PG? <laughs> no, 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 no. This is unfiltered and uncensored. That's what my show called. Oh, unfiltered and uncensored. That is the name of the show. Okay. Yes. And if you hear my show, this upcoming, this well, this show, this will be aired on the July the 2nd. But if you hear the show that's coming up this weekend, it's always had principal I'm parental vision. Um, cool right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Take You Away was inspired by us. Uh, it tells the story of me being away from this one man that I really love. And uh, you know, me being in those hotel rooms by myself, waking up in the morning, you know, sun rises and you know, there's a little, <laughs> a little sweet morning dew left over from maybe, you know, dreaming before, you know. Mm -hmm. And then as you go further into the day, that feeling never goes away because you miss them and nobody can satisfy this thing but that one person. And uh, so that's why, yeah, that's what Take Me Away is about. Listen to the words. Uh, it starts in the morning all the way through the night until I go to sleep again and get to dream about it again because he's still not there. But that's what Take Me Away is about. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here you go. Take Me Away.
Your host, your host DT. DT. Yo, it's your boy DT on DT's Unfiltered Uncensored, and you just now listened to Take You Away. That was an amazing, beautiful song. I love your voice. I'm telling you, your voice is beautiful. Thank you. It, 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 it doesn't sound like everyone else's. I'll be honest on that. It does. It sounds yep. totally different. It's not like, oh, when you listen to some of these rappers, you say, oh, he sounds just like him. He sounds just like him. You yep. listen to some of these singers, yep. they sound just like your voice yep. and your style is totally different from anyone else. Thank you. I, I so appreciate that. <laughs> so I'm, I got to get ready to kind of wrap up the, first, the show. Um, Real quick, I got a couple more questions I want to throw out at you. Who are your top three favorite artists you ever worked with? Janet, Duran Duran, Justin Timberlake. Okay. My other question is, and this is always uh, something everybody always say, do background singers ever lip sync? Yes. Now, let me clarify that. Sometimes if the arena is really big or the stadium is really big, we have to record our vocals um, to, to, to help give it some thickness, but we'll sing on top of them. So I don't want to consider that lip syncing. But we're singing with our vocals. Okay. So that they can cut through everything in an arena sometimes. Okay. And another thing I always want, have you ever had an encounter with anybody in the industry that was rude or disrespectful and it made you change your opinion about them? Now, you don't have to mention the name. You could just tell a quick story on it if yeah. you want to. Absolutely. Uh, there are not many. Because some, I, I, when I show up for work, I show up for work, not to make a friend. However, there are several that, um, let's just say, are, are very rude. Um, and I, when people ask me about some of them, I deter my answer as if I had a really good publicist, PR person, who tell me what to say, and I don't. But um, yeah, there's a couple. Just mean, nasty, egotistical, uh, very into themselves, and, and know nobody else matters. Yes, there's a, there's a couple. Um, I don't even have to give stories. I can just leave it at that. Okay. Very into themselves. Okay. Meaning, like, forget the band, forget the dancing. It's all about me. I don't care about your family. You got to be here with me today, and I'll have my dinner. You won't. Like, weird things like that. It's, I, yeah, there's a couple. Okay. So, real quick, today's July the 2nd, and today is a special day for me. It's um, 17 and years I ago. Know. 17 years ago, my son was born. I know what it is. Yeah. It was my son. He yeah. was born 17 years ago. And, Aaron, it would be a blessing if you could just sing a quick happy birthday to Junior for me. But, Junior, if you're listening to this, your father told me this. Uh, he asked you to do this interview. And happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Junior. 
you real quick there's one song i think you should do a cover on and paddle the bell if you only knew if oh only you my knew God. that you, your you voice crazy. will be perfect for that you crazy what why you got that that song you could do that song that will be perfect your voice will I had to, and I trying to, they will murder that song. You will do, I'm, when I hear that, I can hear you singing that. But hold on. You, let, you let, think let, I can get out there? Kick, kick it to um, your song real quick so we can play um, everything real quick. Okay. Then we'll. You know what? I love me some Patty. Stay close, BT. You may catch me doing it. All right? I, I'm telling, I hear what you just said to me. But right now, we're going to listen to my latest single. Everything to me. Oh, this is why you say that because of the note that I hit in this song. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Here's my latest single, Everything to Me. Um, oh, and this song is yeah. And thank you so much for playing with me. Thank you so much for having me. Do you know it? It's more than a notion. You do it for me. I stand to shoulders of a one-man army your it lights are firing me you give me more than i ever knew that i needed
by Aaron Stevens. Now, this is the end of the show for the Black 105 Radio. We will have an after show. You can catch it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. I will see you soon. everybody this is your smooth soulful songstress Erin Stevenson and you're listening to my homie DT unfiltered and uncensored you are now tuned are in now to DT's unfiltered and uncensored now here's your host DT Yo, 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 this your boy DT on DT's unfiltered uncensored the after show that you hear on Apple Podcasts iHeartRadio and Spotify, and I still have my girl on with me right now, the beautiful, the lovely Erin Stevenson. Thank you for being on my after show. Yeah, I wasn't going nowhere until the good stuff happened. <laughs> all right, all right. So um, we're going to get into a couple questions because, you know, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of, you know, the queen, the icon, the legend. So I just want to have some questions for because sure. I know you worked with her for so many years. And I ain't going to ask yeah. no question to get you in trouble and stuff like that because I don't want Janet to come after you. And I, want, I, I would love for her to come after me. But, uh, <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> maybe I should say something bad so she can come after you then. Please let her come. I, uh, <laughs> That would be an honor for her to come after me, even with her attorneys. I'd be like, y'all, Janet suing me. But yes. <laughs> Yes, yeah, yeah, so we again. No, on the cold right there's nothing bad I can say about her, but I'm ready. Go ahead. Okay. So what was it like working for the queen, the icon, the legend, Miss Janet, Demita Joe Jackson? Demita Joe. Um, well, you know, she, I've learned a lot from her for sure. She's an absolute sweetheart. And I I literally I could try to find something bad to say about her. But even if I tried, I couldn't. Um, she's a she's a doll. Amazing to work for. She's really as kind as she sounds and appears to be. Um, her work ethic is everything. She works very hard uh, and very loyal to the people that are around her. I could say that too. And the people who are around her are loyal to her. Okay. I loved every minute of it. Every single last minute of it. Okay. And so when, what year did you start working with her? You start working with her. Don't make me lie, but I think it was like 2006, I think. So that's right that's around the um, Rock With You tour. Was that Rock With You? I think that Rock With You tour when she had the um the um, runway tour, when she did the runway down the middle of the um, uh, aisles. Like, I can't remember which one it was because there was one tour that she didn't use singers. We were before that, and then she decided not to sing us, and then we came back for the next tour. And I, forgive me, I cannot remember the name of that tour. Oh, that's so far. Um, yeah. What's your favorite lesson. tour so far that you did with her? If you can remember. Or what that brings yeah. memories back to you? No, my favorite tour that I've done with her, it wasn't a tour. I actually really, really enjoyed the Vegas residency. Okay. Yeah. And of course, a million one-off shows, but 
I really enjoyed the Vegas residency with her. Okay, okay. It's so, just cool to see where she is now, you know, the, the living legend that she is and how she's sustaining and still killing it, you know? Exactly. It's something to see. And I would tell people she don't get And for flop. some other uh, people to take, I'm um, sorry to cut you off, no. and for some other artists to take notes from. That's all I'm going to say. Go ahead. It's mm. after party. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I tell people she don't get the roses and flowers like she deserves, and she get overlooked, mm-hmm. like, about the um the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, how long it took her to get in there, and it just, uh-huh. it, it, it was, to me, it, you know, it, it disrespectful towards her. But one that I always say, it never brings her down. If it, it may br- if it does, we don't see it. She don't let no one see it, but every time you see it, she's always that beautiful, humble spirit and sweet person well, that she is. I have a different view. I, I completely agree with you on it, but in the same instance, I think it's because, you know, with this possibly why she can go to sleep at night is, and you don't hear her name and all the tabloids and all that mess because I think it's a really cool thing to not have to be doing the most just to be seen and being right. nasty and ugly to people and doing stupid stuff just for media attention, doing the most on social media just. So, you know, at some point, and this is why I say something, I wish some other artists would take notice, notes from it. At some point, you settle into your icon status you be a, as amazing as you are. You know, you cater to the ones who love and adore you and everything else falls in place. And you go to sleep at night with a smile on your face, no matter the accolades that you are or aren't given. And I think that's something that's really beautiful about her. And again, about her career. Unfortunately, it took her this long time to give her what she should have been just do a long time ago. Right. But it came. And she didn't have to do anything outlandish to get it or to get that attention. People like, pay attention to me, pay attention to me. Nothing. And uh, and that's where the respect comes in from the from the us's of the world. Right. And that's why I say this kind of, it's really cool to watch it all unfold the way that it has. Okay, so my other question I have do you have a personal relationship with Jenna or is it more business or is it what is it more close? Like, can you pick up the oh, phone, call sure. her if you want to, or <laughs> how? I mean, first, you know, first of all, I ain't, I ain't calling nobody because I never forget that it is business, no right. matter how cool they are with me. But um, I have received a phone call from her before, um, but no, not not like that. But I'm like, hey, girl, what you doing today? Not at all. But if I see her in person and, or, you know, I'm working or whatnot, absolutely. We'll have a chat or a conversation if work, if the time at work permits. Okay. I mean, like for, for me, I just never forget that I'm there to do a job. But her, on the other hand, she's totally approachable, really, really cool. Yeah, I would say not like I'm calling her like a friend, like she's my friend like that. But she's definitely a friend for sure. I love her. And I, and I can honestly say I know that she loves me. Okay. So um, mm-hmm. what is something you could tell us about Jenny that people would shock you? Nobody probably think about it, but it would shock you to know about Jenny. Now that I can't tell nobody because that's why you don't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I just curved that. Yeah. But what I will say is, because um, some people think that it's an act. Some people think that that soft-spoken you know, like it's just some uh, image thing that was conjured up years ago. It's not. She really, really is that sweet. And she really does talk like that. 
Of course, she can get her way where she wants to without having to yell, which again, that's that's queen, so that that's queen like tendency. You ain't got to yell, you just snap your fingers, right? Right. So that that's I don't if I could dispel one myth that people have asked asked me about and that a lot of people think. She definitely is as sweet and as soft-spoken as she seems. It's not an act. Okay. Have you? But she a... will get the shit done. But have you seen her mad before? I have. And guess what it sounds like? Just like that. And it was almost like, are you mad at us? Like, <laughs> we don't, she would be scared right now. Are you playing? But she was for real. And we kind of eventually like, oh, no, she for real. But, yeah, I've heard, I've heard her mad before. So when y'all rehearse, sure. when y'all rehearse, do she rehearse with y'all? She rehearse by herself. Both. Okay, because I hear I heard a story about an artist and Ashley. I'm not gonna mention name because you actually work with them. I heard rumors that she likes to do her own thing and she's real diva like. But I ain't gonna mention the name. But she don't like to be. <laughs> she like to keep everybody. She you just come to the show, but she's real diva like. I don't know why, cause I'm just not a fan of hers. But I'm not gonna mention that oh, name. Oh, now you can't say who it is. Oh, I, I can say, say who it is. I just don't want you. I don't want to say it because you, you don't care. This is uncensored and unfiltered. Oh, okay. who? Jennifer Lopez. Okay, what about her? I heard she was like a true, you know what, diva and at funny towards people. Not as bad as Mariah Carey, cause I heard, I heard about Mariah Carey at restaurants that down in Atlanta when she used to be here all the time. But I heard that she treats people. Mm-hmm like they beneath her the people that's not close to her she got the little group but then i heard the people like i just it just rooms i just heard she just treat a lot of people beneath her and like she thinks she's on another level than everybody else she don't treat them like family like how i hear janet treats everybody like family for sure well hmm, that's what i'll say to that hmm. okay. but what i uh what i also will say to that is uh in in regards to the first part of it that she said J-Lo somewhat has somewhat of the same uh, work pattern in regards, like when I said both, because um, they're both dancer-driven artists. Right. You know, um, like meaning show-wise. It's it's a dancer-driven show. It's not necessarily a, a live band-driven show. Um, like a Justin Timberlake. He had dances, but the band was the show and the dances colored it. Colors the stage everywhere, but the band was all over the place as well. Right. That's not how J Lo's Janet setup is. So yes, they both spend a lot of time with their dancers, um, and the band spends a lot of time in another room. However, when it's time for us to merge together, we all come together and we do get a lot of time with both of um, And for both, I'm saying for J Lo and for Janet, um, as you said, I've worked with both, and then we get that. With, you're breaking you know, up. You're breaking up a little bit. Hello, Aaron. Hello, hello. I'm here. Can okay. you hear me now? I, I can hear you now. Okay, sorry. So yeah, I was saying that um, after they spend a lot of time with the dancers mm-hmm. because they're more so dancer driven. After, uh, they then and the band spends a lot of time by ourselves with our musical directors, whoever is designated for that, to arrange the show for the dancers and the choreographers and for Janet or JLo to um, to choreograph and dance to. Then we all come together. So that's why I say both. They spend a lot of time with the dancers and then they also spend a lot of time with us and then we all spend a lot of time together. That's for that kind of camp. That's the process. Okay. So um, 
I think I did. I ask you. I already asked you the question. Okay, so got a question for you. If both of these artists was performing at the same time, and they caused an error, we need you to come out with us. You gonna choose one? Who are you choosing? <laughs> Rihanna I'm or Nicki choose. Minaj? Rihanna. Okay. In Vogue or Sierra? Well, I never sung with In Vogue. I opened for In Vogue, so oh, that wow. would have me. Yeah, that would have me say Sierra. Okay. Janet or J, J- Lo? I knew that was coming. I plead the fifth. <laughs> okay. But let me clarify the Nicki Minaj and Rihanna one. Uh, only because I know I'll be doing more singing and such with Rihanna. Um, Nicki Minaj, of course, is rap, but she has a live band and has singers. And she likes for her singers to sing, because you see, you hear Nicki Minaj's song. Uh-huh. She sings. She wants to sing. So, I mean, she can hold a tune. But, um, just for me being the singer that I am, if I had to choose, I no no shade to Nikki. It's just the singer in me that I want to sing all the songs. So that's why I'd go with Rihanna. Okay, you had a cover of artist song between the two artists. You gonna pick one? Who would you choose, Whitney or Mariah? Whitney. Which song? Oh, you know what song I used to love? You did Love to me, okay. baby. Don't make me start singing. That one song. are either um, whatever you want from me. I get in your way, baby. I hold me up, baby, tonight. I love it. Now that song, I switched. I put that one first. Heck yeah, that's a hard song to sing. I found that out playing. I'm playing with it one time. I was like, ooh, I want to do something easy. Let's do this one. Four, please. I was out a lot of breath. <laughs> Goddamn Whitney. Next, what's your next question? Okay. Tony Braxton or Mariah <laughs> Carey? <laughs> well, that's a tough one. Because if you ask, I, I love all of Tony Braxton's catalog, but I would die for Mariah's old catalog. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like uh, the, the old catalog of Mariah? Oh my God. Some of those songs, beautiful, amazing. Um, so I don't know. That's a tough one. Mariah old catalog with Trump. But I love all of Tony's catalogs. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. That's a tough one. If you're going to do a duet with one of these artists and you had to pick one, who would you pick? Ursha or Neil? Usher, baby. What is Usher? Put me and Usher together, okay? That, that's my favorite male artist. That's my he. He behind Michael. Michael's number one all the time. Then Usher comes. Yeah. Then Usher comes. No doubt. Did you go see his Vegas show, Usher? No, I, I can't afford that. No, I didn't get to. That. I want to see How Janet. If I'm gonna go see anybody in Vegas, I'm going to see Janet. That's who I want to see. And stuff like that. That's so you're gonna spend your coins. If you gotta spend what you got, you're going to go see Janet. Yeah, I want to see Janet and stuff like that. And I hope. Her, her, she possibly going to do another one. Not sure. There, it, yeah. I can say there was a, there was definitely talks about that again. I've heard through the grapevine too, but I'm going to tell you about that usher. Mm-hmm. I went to go see his Vegas residency, and I can also confirm he is singing live the whole time. Everything that he was doing in that show, mm-hmm. he, I mean, on the skate, 
and the flips, the everything. That boy is singing live the whole time. I was thoroughly impressed. And I mean thoroughly. That was one of the best shows I've experienced in my entire life. Even uh, even his pre-show experience, uh-huh. No, nobody's telling you to say this either. And in fact, I mean, I've never even worked in Usher's camp. Uh, no people that work for his camp, but I've never worked in his camp. The, his uh, pre-show experience was amazing. So much so, I want to go again. Wow. When I have some time off, and I just want to go chill and hang out with my girls, we'll try to plan to go see the show, And because I, I want to go again. It was just that good. You know what? I'm, I, you don't have to answer this question. You don't have to talk about this. But what I I want to kill what everybody would say, I always hear that, oh, you know Janet Lip singing from the beginning to the end of the whole concert. I said, no, she don't. Yeah, yeah that, that's pre-recorded. No, it's not. And I argue with people about that all the time. And it, okay. it, it frustrates me because that's what everybody's talking about. Oh, she, she don't sing live. Um, First of all, every artist lip syncs. Every artist have lip sync mm-hmm. on stage. It's not a common thing. Beyonce have done it before. Everybody, they don't. Everybody mm-hmm. don't sing live. And so let's say, oh well, she don't sing live at all, and it it, it gets on my nerves. And I know it's not true, but that's mm-hmm. all I'm gonna say on that. We'll leave that alone um, because I love my girl. <laughs> well, what I will say, I know I'm I'm gonna clarify something. For okay. You. Um, for sure, there are two artists that I know for certain that I can actually say, um, Usher sings live. And when I toured with Justin Timberlake, he sang live every night, every show. Um, that I could definitely say, which I know some uh, Janet fans are like, don't say his name. No, he definitely, I mean, I, I'm here to tell the truth and not to lie. So uh, he definitely for sure uh, sings live every night. But here's what I will say about Janet. Um, whether it's pre-recorded or not, or live or pre-recorded, whatever that myth may be, because I can never tell. I can tell you she can sing. Janet again. can sing. Did everybody hear that? She has a beautiful voice. And, and I, sounds I, just like her record. And that's what I'm telling everybody. I said, she don't have to hit the notes like Whitney. She's not a Whitney singer. She's not a Mariah singer. She never been portrayed herself to be that. She portrayed herself to no. be a singer. She don't have to hit those notes to sound like that. Everybody don't sing like that. Everybody don't sing like Beyonce. So that's why I would tell people. Let me tell you something. It's actually harder. This is, this is a misconception that people who don't sing... Uh, don't understand it's actually harder to sing like a Janet Jackson it's actually harder to sing simple versus someone people run because they don't know what to do it's harder to hold a straight note uh and to just be soft and pure than it is to be loud and hard okay well she told y'all everybody she told y'all that's very true very true and I was saying that, like I, I hear with Jimmy, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, I would talk about her, and they say that yeah, she has a very beautiful voice and her runs and everything, like and the way she do her notes and in the studio. And I believe I don't believe it'd be a hoax. And he, he always talking about the miss, but you say everybody talking about Janet can't sing. He said no, she has a very beautiful voice and stuff like that. And I know she do, and I can tell everybody. I say she don't. It's not that. They say, oh, she just whispers. Uh, that's her voice. That, that she's not doing that on purpose. Michael, Michael didn't want to sing loud either. Why people don't people think Michael song loud? Michael has the same voice. Michael Bo, he has a very yeah. soft voice. But no, he don't get he don't get that um he don't he get that criticism and stuff like that. But they get that criticism from the Janet. But you know, it's haters in the world everywhere. So we all yeah. Janet, love you. We love y'all haters. Thank y'all for hating on Janet. That's right. Keep the move because she's keeping her lights on. So go ahead, Janet. Exactly. <laughs> do what Janet do. <laughs> So what yep. are you? This one, this one I'm gonna get is Aaron Stevenson married. I am. I uh, 
I'll be married seven years in December. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. Seven years. Seven years. I definitely got to get you on my um relationship. And when we do our next show in July, I'm oh, going to reach yeah. out to you and let you know. Hopefully, you could be on the show and call in because I think everybody would love to um have you part of it because I know you you have a lot to say and they're going to be good for the show. Um, for sure. <laughs> do you have any kids? No children. Do you want any? But I love kids, though. Do I want any? Yeah. Uh, you know, I would have loved to have had children. I've had uh, I've had some maternal issues okay. in the past, and then I just was like, forget it. No, it's all good. And then I was just like, forget it. And, you know, of course, my career is going, so I never just, you know, went hard for it. And I got married very, you know, later on in life anyway. But here I am now. It's like, oh, wait, now we can have kids. No, I don't know if I really want them now. Um but I love children. If I do, I'm gonna adapt like a 13 year old or something like that. One of the ones who, the ones that get overlooked because they're older. You know, that way I can really have an influence on someone's life and not be looking like Grandma Erin trying to hold on and then have a career and crawling on the uh, on the tra- under the trampoline. I don't know. <laughs> but I love children. We, we'll see. If I do, it'll be tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Make that baby now before I change my mind. No. Well, here we go. So, what <laughs> is one of Aaron Stevenson, or you could say two or three guilty pleasures? Oh, oh, guilty pleasure. One guilty pleasure is for sure French fries. Okay. Honey, listen, I can eat French fries all day, every day. I'm be just fine. That ain't, I saw this, you know, that famous thing kill you these days. Well, even in the past, they did, but. They said French fries give you cancer. I was like, well, hell, I guess I'm dying today. <laughs> and then my next, I would say, and the only vices, oh, man, wine. Wine and coffee. You don't got to worry about me doing no drugs. You ain't got to worry about me smoking weed, being a weed head. You ain't got to worry about me popping no pills. Coffee in the morning, wine at night, and I am good. But I don't know if those are guilty pleasures. Okay. But for sure, French fries is a guilty pleasure. That would be the main one for sure. Do you watch TV? I do every now and again when I can. I don't like to binge watch stuff. Are you a Housewife fan? No, I do- can't watch the Housewives. They bother me. Would you be on one of them? Would you be a Housewife on one of the shows? I've been asked to uh, to be a, a, a member of. Um, not basketball wise, but uh, what's the god dog girl? What's the name like the Atlanta, New York, love hip hop, Miami? Yeah, I've been asked to be on uh, it was a couple years ago if I would be interested in being a cast member. Yeah, I mean, the thing about those shows to me is someone in my position, you're like Cardi B did it right, you have to, unless it's unless it's now officially your career being on that show, right. But somebody like me who's an aspiring artist, you have to know how to use it and when to get in and when to get the hell out. Because you still want people to take you seriously. And I, the only person that I could see who did it right was Cardi B. I would say K. Michelle, but K. Michelle was already K. Michelle before the show. Correct. Cardi B got her jump from the show. There's not too many others that you can name that got their jump at Cardi B's level from the show who wasn't already a star. You know what I'm saying? Right. Okay. Yeah, so you just got to be smart enough, know how to get in and get out. 
Okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, um, I think that's it for the after show. I really appreciate you um stopping in doing my show, and I know you said you got some new music coming out in the um, future. I hope I can get you back on that play some of that new music yeah. you got coming out because it's been an absolutely fabulous show um and i really appreciate you and i'm beyond i tell everybody aaron stevens y'all make sure y'all check out she's a has a beautiful <laughs> voice as you probably heard her music throughout the, um my show and i just i just want to applaud you for really coming out thank you for doing Yay! the show being up front huh yeah great great question and i appreciate you um your conversation and thank you for having me, like sincerely. Yeah. You did, this was fun. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> I, I tried to do that. Like I said, I wasn't gonna throw nothing out there. They go get you in trouble or anything. And you already told me. We had said if you don't want to ask a question, you wasn't gonna answer. And I guess I didn't ask no bad question, except for the one no. that you said you plead the fifth on. But I understand on that one. <laughs> And stuff like that, but you know when I when the Janet fans that's already that's your job though, you know that right? Yeah. that's your job. Yeah, and you know the Janet fans already go like when they because when I posted they go like I want to know who she picked. <laughs> <laughs> so it gonna be a couple. Huh? I tell you when you hit that end button. Oh, uh, I definitely will. Hit I'll, that stop record button. I will. I, I will. So um, I want to appreciate everybody for listening to the after show. This DT unfiltered on set. So you can hit me on the block 105 radio every Saturday um, from at 6 a.m. in the morning. If you up Eastern time, well, that's for overseas. The 6 a.m. for overseas. That's why they do it at 6. And then I'm at 7 p.m. Eastern time. So you can hit the show. You can definitely catch the show. This show will be played on July the 2nd. Um, also, um, Aaron, you want to tell everybody how they go? Follow you on social media or listen to your music yeah yeah everything on me everywhere is living Aaron Stevenson music YouTube Aaron Stevenson music TikTok which I'm I told you I'm about to get my butt on this TikTok Aaron Stevenson music Instagram Aaron Stevenson music my website is AaronStevensonMusic.com Facebook Aaron Stevenson music and of course where I, I don't like using the word fans but my fan page where my soldiers are that's Aaron Stevenson soldiers S-O-U-L because we got soul. No, Aaron, S-O-U-L, <laughs> soldiers, D-I-E-R-S dot com. So follow me. Get the music. The music is anywhere you can purchase music. And um, more music to come. Next single comes out in August, August 15th, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Oh, great, great. Well, hopefully I get to play yeah. that and I get you to come on and just do a quick little thing, introduce and talk about the song, and then go from there. Yeah. The show. So definitely, I appreciate it, on uh, Aaron, and thank you for being on the show. And also, Rick, I want you to kick it to your last song we go play. It's never too much. So tell everybody what made you do the cover of this. Well, so it was during the pandemic, and... Um, you know, the world decided to stop, which means I wasn't working. I didn't have a but no money coming in. And I still wanted to, I was still like right on the tip of making this transition from um, background singer to artist. And I was like, I've got to keep my momentum going to let people know what I'm doing. Um, and so my wise decision was to do a cover song that, of course, no one would expect a female to do. And that I didn't have to put a lot of money behind to market it because it's already familiar. And something that I love and that I would stand behind is something that if it was a song that I wish I had if I was an artist and record it my way, how Aaron would do it. And that's why I put out Never Too Much because there ain't no such thing as too much love. And you know I'm all about love, so I put my spin on it, again, how Aaron would do it. And I am a massive Luther Bandross fan, and there's never too much. And here we are now.
Here you go, ladies and gentlemen. Never too much. Y'all have a great evening. Thank you for listening to DT's Unfiltered Uncensored. Just give it here. Oh.